a lot of people think vulnerability is not a good thing. When I would tell you that the number one reason most of you guys will succeed in this business and anything in life is your capacity and ability to be vulnerable with other people. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, my friends. So today I'm going to read you a more recent review came to us from Noelle Brianna, who headlined it, The Soul Seeps Out, Results That Resonate. I absolutely love it. So Noelle Brianna, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me, Elon at SatoriPrime.com, and I will send you a wonderful little gift. So she writes, as I listen to Guy and Elon, I can't help but hear their soul. Two men, brothers, who are surely helping a massive of people create results that resonate with their highest self. The shifts are internal, but they are visible. Cheers to a life where I truly have it all, including an amazing audio experience bringing me one step closer to becoming myself. Noel Brianna, thank you for the wonderful words. And if you would like to get your own very special gift, then head over to iTunes, leave us an honest rating, And when I read yours out loud, you can, again, reach out to me at elon at satoriprime.com, and I will send you a great little gift. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Have It All podcast, personal development without the fluff. So I have something very, very special for you to listen to today. Think of it more like eavesdropping, if you will. Uh, Guy and I just recently did a training for an entrepreneurial community. Uh, mindset training where we have people come out and just ask us some questions about where they're stuck in life and business, uh, what has them not moving forward. And this particular session, which was actually about an hour and a half long, so we're going to chop it up and turn it into the next two podcasts. So today we're going to start with the first half. Had some of the best questions I think that are so relatable to anyone of our listeners about where they're stuck, whether it's uh, feeling unworthy, whether it's feeling like you're not enough, um, not being able to get out of the starting blocks. We cover so many different topics. So that's the context of today. Um, Guy and I, from what we've heard from people's feedback who are actually on it, uh, were said to be on fire and uh, and give some pretty amazing groundbreaking information and feedback. So I hope you enjoyed. It's definitely something different than we've done. I'd love to hear from you, your take on it and uh, how you enjoyed it. So please let us know. Reach out to me personally, elon at satoriprime.com, or you can find me on Facebook. 
And with that being said, let's jump into the training. You'll hear us read some questions and then answer them. So I hope you truly enjoy this. Ellie writes, would a question concerning some clarity on where to start my journey be appropriate here? It depends. Like if you're just saying, you know, hey, I just joined, what should I do first? That's not really a great question. There's there's modules that you get to go through and all that stuff. So um, I wouldn't say that. But if there's some sort of concern about starting or things like that, I would say that that would be a lot more appropriate. Okay. Um, all right. Charlie writes, how do you keep the weight of the world and other people's problems from weighing you down while still being compassionate and caring? For example, we have a friend going through some very hard times. We're there for them, but it's emotionally very draining. So Charlie, we'll come back to that. And the reason we'll come back to that is because, so I'll just say this real quick about your question. There's two different kinds of people, okay? There's people that emit energy. In other words, put energy out. And there's people that take on energy. I emit energy. Guy takes on energy. So Charlie, you'd be more in the camp of taking on energy, which is why you can walk into a restaurant or a room and you feel like you feel the space. You feel that people are struggling. You notice everything and all of it impacts you. So for example, my wife is also like that. Um, I don't come from that camp. So when I hear that question, like I can relate because I've done a lot of training on myself and that doesn't come naturally to me, right? Like to me, I actually have to learn to notice all of that stuff. Um, so I'd rather Guy drop in on that because I think he will give you a much more personalized uh, answer. All right. So Kim, you and Guy talk about our outer life being an outpicturing of whatever is going on internally. How do I work with intermittently very loud neighbors in my apartment building? Example, loud arguing or very loud TV. I certainly want to want to get into wall pounding more. <laughs> oh, you people are so funny. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take this in two directions, okay? I'll give you the obvious answer. The obvious answer is you get to ask for what you need. And what I mean by that is you get to simply go and communicate with your neighbors on, hey, during these hours or during this time, you know, like I work from home and I'm requesting that you please keep it down because it's very, very distracting to me. Like that's on a very, very basic level. And I don't know if you've done that or not. Um, but to answer the deeper question, because I think this will be a, a cool conversation to have, is there's, some, there's something for you to get out of that. And I'm, I'll give you kind of a different example, right? I don't know how many of you have kids. I have a she's going to be turning six in like three weeks <laughs> and uh, a seven and a half year old. He'll be turning seven and a half in two weeks. So, um, you know, if you have kids, you know, or, or a loved one, right? Like you're in an intimate relationship, you know, that the, these people can push your buttons. Right. And it's, it's, it's like amazing. It's like somehow we've given them the cheat sheet and the lock code to push the buttons in ways that no other person in our lives can. So the one way that most human beings approach it is you're doing this to me. Stop doing this to me. Change yourself so I can be happy. That's the way the normal 
99 plus percent of human beings deal with things. I would just change it a little bit, like change yourself so that I can feel safe again. Happiness is certainly part of it. Yeah. Well, safe, safety. I don't. I don't think that most people even equate the fact that what. Again, doing. Yeah, which is why. Which is why I'm pointing at it, just as maybe the the deeper yeah. underlying thing that's happening there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like if you didn't do this, my life would be so much better. Like that kind of conversation. Now, when you do that, that's one way. But I, I'm sure most of you guys have done that for quite some time, or you've had those experiences. Like it never ever leads to the result that you want ever. People don't change like that, right? Like when you make people wrong, they're not changing. So the other option, and we actually just did this on a, on a call yesterday, we were talking about relationships is noticing relationships as a mirror. And what I mean by that is when something in your environment, whether it's a person or a circumstance or anything triggers something inside of you, if you took on the outlook, the perspective that that circumstance I called into my life for me, and now it is coming through me so that I can learn something about myself. The part of you that got triggered, the part of you that gets upset, the part of you that gets annoyed or frustrated or sad, that's the part that that person or situation or circumstance is highlighting. Now let's bring this back to business, right? This is why I love this community. And this is why I love entrepreneurship is because most of you signed up to be here because you wanted to make more money. You wanted freedom from a job that you hate and all this. And you got really excited and little did you know that over the next two, three, four, five, six months, your life and the way you perceive life will completely shift. Because what entrepreneurship does incredibly well is it puts you in this place where you're the creator. You're the only creator of what occurs in your life, right? You're the the sole person responsible. And so you start to realize like, wow, you know, this belief that I have about myself, well, that doesn't help me build this business or this block that I have around money or my worthiness or not being good enough. This is all actually in the way of me creating these things. And you start to finally investigate. Now, if you weren't playing the game of entrepreneurship and you were an employee, just like before, you were still doing the same things. You just didn't have a highlighter that actually highlighted these these aspects of you for you to take notice. It was just like, I'm living life, right? So Kim, what I'd offer you is even in this situation, which might, you know, seem silly to some people, but listen, it's, it's a real thing for you, right? So in this situation is like, First and foremost, right, like what I said in the beginning, it's highlighting the fact that there's some part of you that doesn't feel worthy of asking. I'm assuming this, obviously. I don't know if you've asked or not. Maybe they were just like, fuck you, asshole. Like, we're going to play our TV as loud as we want, you know, like maybe. Um, But my assumption is that, you you know, maybe you didn't ask, right? And you can let me know if if that's accurate or not. Um, So that's highlighting that for you, right? Like that I'm not able to open my mouth for what it is that I need. The other thing that it's highlighting for you is, right? It's like, I get angry when people are what? Not respectful, when people are loud. Like, what is the thing that's actually upsetting you? Because I can promise you, and I've seen this hundreds, if not thousands of times, 
when you clear your block around whatever is being triggered here, like the upset, the anger, the frustration, whatever, right? Like that's being triggered. When you clear it, incredible things happen. Like that neighbor may end up moving. There, something's going to happen, right? Like instead of just fixating on how do I fix this thing? If all you guys did was look internally and go, what is the part of me that's really being triggered right now? That's where your gold lies. It's like uncorking this ability to receive all this energy and magic and things that's being blocked right now. And all of these circumstances are happening to show you the block. Okay. I promise you that this neighbor is triggering inside of you. Nothing new. It's the same argument about people that you've had from the time you were a very, very tiny little person. And that's it. So that, that's what we mean by like your outside world is just a reflection of your inside world. The outside world is there to serve you, to help you see the things inside that you are not willing to see. So I hope that that answers your question. And if you want anything followed up on that, um, feel free to, to follow up on that as well. So yeah, you're muted by the way, but she, Kim writes, yeah, haven't asked because in the past, when I finally asked for what I need, I'm told no. Wow. So Kim, like, I didn't know, I don't, didn't know you, didn't know the story, didn't know anything, but you get like, we've been doing this obviously for a long, long time. And I just want to point to, that's exactly what I was talking about. That's exactly what the neighbors are there to highlight. Now let's expand this. You're in a business right now. Okay, you've chosen to be in a business right now. Where do you think maybe kind of sorta you're going to have to ask for some things? And if you don't want to ask for things because you're afraid that you're going to hear a no, like how successful do you honestly think that you could possibly be? So can you see how these neighbors are in fact doing the greatest service for you? right now so that you can get this lesson because I promise you, Kim, there is no way that you could be successful doing this if that's in the way, right? We're in a constant business of interacting with people, having conversations with people, asking for what we want. And yes, that happened because at some point when you were a very, very young little girl, you asked for something and someone said no, and you didn't hear no as just no. You heard, no, I'm not worthy of that. No, I'm not good enough. No, I'm nothing. You made it mean something so much bigger. And then you've just closed off from making requests. And they're here to show you that it's time to let that go. So I hope Kim, like after this call, I'm telling you right now, if you go out, just, you know what? I'm, I'm going to offer this as an opportunity for you. You communicate with us by when you're going to go and have that conversation with your neighbors because you're sitting on a goal. And I mean like golden opportunity mm. because what you experienced when you were a tiny little girl, you've just validated and validated and validated through experiences, but it's all been up here, right? It's like some mask that you decide to wear. There's an opportunity for you to put that mask down finally forever, but that's going to take some action. And that action is probably going to scare the shit out of you. And that's okay. 
right? But if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. So I'd love to hear from you if you're willing to take that on. And it's it. It's it's not about you're aware of the block, don't know how to clear it. The clearing comes and taking the action. Commit right now and say, by this time today, I'm going to go up and have that conversation. I'm going to make that request. That's it. That already starts to remove the block. There's no figuring it out. There's not, there's nothing, no new information is going to come in by sitting around and trying to figure that out. It's like, you know, take, take the action and, and have a new experience. It's, it's the pattern interrupt that your system won't allow you to have. Exactly. Cause it wants to hold on to the identity. By the way, Elon's in the flow. So today's a good day to ask him questions. <laughs> I can just, I can just feel with, with how he is and it's only, and it's only one degrees where he is. So it, I'm just amazed at his uh, energy level right now. I, 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 I actually I actually had to turn on the heat in this uh, in the office for the first time, like ever. Yeah, I, I actually looked yeah. up um, last night because I heard the weather was so uh, bad in the Midwest, and I looked at your house, and I was like one degree. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, all the more reason yeah. to move. Keep moving west. Keep moving west. But you know what? All, all relative, because in Chicago they were like negative twenty four or whatever, and like negative fifty with wind chills. So yeah, it's insanity. Oh, so yeah. uh, if anybody's out there, you're staying warm. That sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to tackle Charlie's Tom? question? Who? Who? Who is the question? Okay. Uh, do you have it? Yeah, it's the first one. Oh, you switch computers, so That's it's probably right. not there. Yeah. All right. So, so listen, and I'll I'll read it. Yep. So he says, Charlie says, how do you keep the weight of the world and other people's problems from weighing you down, while still being compassionate and caring? For example, we have a friend going through some very hard times. We're there for them, but it's emotionally very draining. That's the whole thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Elon kind of touched on it before. Um, you guys don't have to write this down, but um, I'll kind of explain what ends up happening to us. So there's there is a developmental cycle that every human goes through. Okay. I'm going to break it down to very simple five steps, but obviously it's much more in depth than just what I'm going to say. First step is embodiment. So it's actually like owning your own body. Uh, then it's like, what do you put in? Like energy you put in, energy you put out. Then there's trust of others. Then there's trust of self. Okay. So these are the five developmental stages that every human goes through as we go from basically zero to seven years old. And at every single one of these places that we can have distortions, we can have fixations, we can have parts of the developmental process that don't complete. But here's the thing. If we don't complete that developmental cycle, the body continues to grow right? Like we don't, can't stop that process. So if the, that cycle, that part of the developmental cycle doesn't complete, it's a kind of like a hole in your system. Now that's not a bad thing. Cause as an adult, you can gain awareness and go and basically plug in those holes, so to speak, and complete that cycle. But most of us have no education around this, no awareness around this whatsoever. So then we have these conversations. I know who I am. I know who you are. And that's just how we are. Right. And, and that's really not the case because what most people identify as who they are, is the the distortions that were created when those cycles didn't complete. And then uh, even we'll put this in farther behind the cue ball is that we identify with them, right? The identity so strongly that when somebody uh, comes along to try to offer to shift that or transform it with you, uh, you might even dig in your heels more into the identity because you're so committed and so attached to that identity. So why am I saying this? Because in the early developmental stages, people who complete the earlier part of the develop- developmental stage successfully are generally people who are great doers in this world. They're like the action takers. They're like the business people, the Gary V's, the Tony Robbins is like that kind of thing in the world. 
And for people who actually um, don't complete a lot of the first part of the developmental cycle, the tendency is actually to do a lot better at the second part of the developmental cycle. And that second part of the developmental cycle are usually the people that we identify as empaths or more sensitive type of people. So Charlie, it sounds like you're in that second camp, right? And so the first thing is like, I saw also Tom ask here, please expound on putting energy out versus taking energy in, which is more advantageous and why on a personal level and mostly on a business mm-hmm. level. So here's the part, it, there's, neither one is more advantageous. They both have major gifts and they both have, uh, they both have major follies, just like everything else in life. It's not like anything is better than anything else. And if you view things that way, then it, it again, it, it stops you from seeing what's really possible because you're then addicted and committed to creating a single outcome instead of actually becoming a whole human being who could take advantage of all their gifts, all the possible gifts that you can put online. So look, I think in the world that we have today, and this is shifting, we look at sensitivity. Like when I say the word sensitivity and each one of you gets to check in on their own, how does that resonate in your body? Does being sensitive feel like a gift or does it feel like I'm vulnerable and that's not a good thing, right? Because a lot of people think vulnerability is not a good thing. When I would tell you that the number one reason most of you guys will succeed in this business and anything in life is your capacity and ability to be vulnerable with other people. Now that might be news to you, which means that sensitivity is right behind that is your number one gift in life because sensitivity is your ability to walk into a room, feel what's going on in here, read people accurately, right? Where an action taker might not read people accurately at all and just plow through them. Like Elon is, uh, historically, not anymore so much, but like, you know, the, the older, so, so to speak, versions of Elon was like that. It was like just the plow. My dad's kind of a plow. That's kind of like the strategy we learned in life, but he wasn't attuned to other people. And he wasn't really quite aware of what his actions may have been creating around him, which in fact may have slowed down his progress because if people felt attuned to Elon, they may have offered support. They may have said, Hey, can I help you with this? Right? Like, and when you plow through people, people don't come and want to connect with you because they're like, look, they, they got it handled. They're doing it on their own. Like what, where, where can I put in my, my gifts with this person if they're going to do everything themselves? And, and, and by the way, that's like historically kind of the, our family story. It's like, do it yourself. And I'll tell you, like, we've grown some pretty awesome businesses. And what's impeded us from growing further is the fact that we hadn't done that work in the earlier part uh, of our business with, uh, within ourselves to be more sensitive so that more people could come lend a hand and say, hey, we want to help you grow this thing because they thought we had it all handled, right? So again, like, I'm kind of showing you both sides of the coin, what happens here. So Charlie, more directly for you, right? Like, if you're an empath sensitive type of person, number one is like, own those gifts, like own that you have that gift. Number two is what people with that gift often forget and what they often don't have anymore is they forget that they have personal needs. <laughs> because if you if, if the earlier part of your developmental cycle is all about your needs and what ends up happening is a lot of people's needs don't get met. This happens at like when you're breastfeeding. So it's not like uh, it's precognition, pre-verbal. But the point is, is like if those needs aren't met, we keep trying to walk out to the world. We see our needs aren't met. Eventually you will get to a point where you abandon your needs And then your life becomes, instead of about your needs first, which is really the much healthier way to go, is like fill up your cup first and then give people from the overflow. A lot of people are trying to give from an empty cup. And this is why things don't work for them. So for for those kind of people, um, they feel like the only way to get their needs met is by like supporting other people. If I just support them enough, if I transform them enough, if I change the world enough, finally I'll feel safe, I'll feel good, I'll feel actionable. And the problem is you never get there because it's like you can't fulfill enough in this world, other people's needs to meet your own needs. It's actually a false premise. So um, this might be challenging 
and there's nothing you need to do because there's nothing I'm trying to fix here is the first thing is just notice that you have this weight of the world on your shoulders and that you created a story through, you know, these developmental cycles that made a lot of sense for survival, you know, at that time. And you actually can choose to put those people down. I don't mean like put them down. Like you're going to say nasty things. I mean, like, like take that off your shoulders. (sighs) I just feel what it would feel like to not have to, carry that weight around of the responsibility for everybody because you're not responsible for anybody. You're not responsible for your parents. You're not responsible for your siblings. You have a single and sole responsibility and that's to yourself. And I promise you, if you take on, I'm responsible for self first, what you'll be able to provide the loved ones in your life will be of a much greater capacity than, than what you provide now. And that might mean that you have to go have some conversations and be like, Hey, look, I can't show up like that for you anymore. At least not right now. Like um, for the next whatever amount of time you feel is necessary, I'm going to focus on me, self-love, self-care. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. And you're going to find yourself building a capacity for honoring yourself first, which means you have more confidence, um, more embodied. And you're going to start finding those gifts where it's easy to take actions that are consistent with what makes you happy. And then you're going to find yourself in this like higher energy state, so to speak. Um, I don't want to lose you guys in like the energy speak, but that's essentially what's happening. And as that happens, you're going to have new gifts that you can apply with the sensitivity part that you know so well. So I would offer you right now, it's like you actually want to work on the, uh, on like the self action on that part. And it'll create more balance in your system where you can kind of use both of those. So it's like, it really is just a choice that you get to make and start asking yourself a question that might be difficult for you to answer right now is what are your needs? What are your personal needs? Like I, I, for people like you, uh, it's actually maybe useful to go look up and define what needs actually are because you probably abandoned them for so long, you forgot that you have any. Hi there, my friend. I just wanted to take a quick minute here in case some of you skip these intros on the shows and let you know about our amazing community that's changing people's lives all over the world. It's called The Collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know if this is worth my investment, I thought I'd share just what some of our members have been saying. Take a listen to these reviews. Something about being around you and Guy is magic. I grow more when I'm a part of your tribe. The conversations around love have changed me more than I'm sure I'm even aware of. I ask for answers and half the time, I don't even know what I'm asking for. And then always the perfect thing shows up. I've never felt so free. Another writes, growing stronger and more independent every day, full of self-belief, living in the now, and I am love. I do feel free because I've released what was surrendered to what is, and I'm excited as to what will be. And lastly, one of the best decisions I've made in a long time was the one I made roughly two weeks ago to begin meditating and connecting with Elon and Guy Ferdman of Satori Prime in their collective. So if you like this podcast and this form of education, I am sure that you will absolutely love the collective. And the best part is we're offering a 14-day free trial for you to just come and check it out. You really have nothing to lose. Once the trial is done, check this out. Your investment is just $9 a month. I mean, that's less than one of those fancy cups of coffee or a glass of wine or beer. So if you head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and invest in yourself, or are you not worth the $9 investment? Look, you can lock this price in right now before we realize it's way too low and crazy and change our minds and bump it up. 
Again, head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and lock your price in at just $9 a month. We look forward to seeing you on our next collective training. Now on with the show. So by the way, I just want to offer you guys too, for somebody who's like an action taker type of person, it's difficult for that person to look at somebody who's not because they're, they have those skills, like they develop those talents, so to speak. It's difficult for them to look at somebody who's a sensitive empath and understand why they're having such trouble taking action because it's so far from their worldview that it literally just does not make, it does not compute. It doesn't make sense. So unless you have awareness around these things, you might go talk to an action taker and they're gonna be like, here's what I do, right? Here's the things that I do to get myself in action. But to you, even listening to them talk causes nothing but overwhelm in your system. It literally scares the pants out of you. And you may be forcing yourself into actions that, you know, at some level are, are probably going to help you, but more often than not actually throw you back into uh, some of your uh, survival patterns, so to speak, and actually recreate like, I don't want to call it trauma necessarily, but like recreate patterns that don't necessarily work for you. Um, this isn't letting you off the hook for like, well, a guy told me an em- empath, I guess I don't have to make videos now, you know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like, um, but it's like, you know, just, just be mindful of like, what's in alignment for you. And for a lot of you guys, you know, there's like questions about, uh, I'm scared to make a video. I don't show up like this. Like I'm telling you right now, the key to really unlocking most things is starting with vulnerability. It's like, what, what's the thing that you don't say because you're afraid to be judged. It's really, um, it's really useful to know that humans are addicted to a few things, uh, being right. Yes. You watching me right now, you're addicted to being right. Um, the other one is looking good. Yes, you watching me right now, you're addicted to looking good, right? And I don't mean like looking good even physically. I mean like our reputation and how we show up in the world. This is why when you walk down the sidewalk and you trip over nothing, you turn around and you blame the sidewalk as if it's the one that tripped you. No, you had a you know moment of lapsed observation that you didn't pay attention and you maybe tripped over your own foot or whatever. But like that looking good is so strong that you can't even take responsibility for the fact that you just tripped. And it's like, you know, a crack's fault that doesn't even exist over there. So it's it's just good to, again, not to make yourself wrong. Hopefully that's even funny to you. Um, humans are funny. We are ridiculous creatures. We are walking hypocrisies, schizophrenia, on fire all the time. And actually the funny part is when you, get, when you raise awareness and you start uh, coming back into wholeness and you step away from schizophrenia, which is where pretty much all of humanity is right now, you start looking like the crazy one because you're not schizophrenic anymore. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying this partly to be funny, partly to just like get really real that like, you know, we, we hold other people accountable for the things we don't hold ourselves accountable for. We hold ourselves, we hold other people accountable for the things we don't hold ourselves accountable for. Why? Because we don't want to look at those parts of ourselves. The truth is though, if you see something in the world that other people are doing is talking to Charlie and talking to the previous question. If you're, if you're looking at other people in this world and you're saying they're doing that, you're judging yourself for the very same thing internally every single day and at a much higher tick than you're judging those people. And this is why, like, when you see yourself doing that with other people, turn around and be like, how am I doing that to myself? How is it that I judge myself that way? That I don't let myself off the hook about those things. When you start putting awareness on those things and those things get resolution, which they always do when you put awareness on things, that's all that's required for resolution is awareness. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to know how it's done. It's the moment you ask the question, you start putting awareness there, the, the answers become 
the field, I want to get into the, all the esoteric stuff, but like something will change in your reality that will bring forth the answer to your question. That's what always happens. 16 years, 17 years of doing this work, that's what always happens, right? And once that question is answered for you and that that thing is resolved, that experience that you're having in the external world will, stop, will just stop happening. It'll be as if by magic, you will, you will be flabbergasted at the fact that you don't deal with those things anymore. You'll be at awe when someone says those things and you're no longer like upset about them. You won't even, you won't even understand how it happened. That It doesn't matter to you anymore, but it just happens. And then you're going to be sitting there just in gratitude that that's no longer a hook that hooks you, a bait that baits you, right? And that's the, the really beautiful part about all this is like it actually doesn't require a whole lot of doing. It just requires your attention. Yeah. And just by the virtue of asking these kinds of questions, you're already on the path, right? Have you guys ever noticed that you ask a question and then the perfect book or the perfect video or the perfect mentor or something comes along? Like awareness to the fact that, hey, I've noticed this thing about me and I'm wanting to make a shift in it. And then like the things just naturally show up to show you that path. So just trust. Like this is why I, I always tell people the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you're asking. If you ask stupid questions, your life becomes simple, right? Meaningless. But like people that ask profound questions, deep questions, inquiring, curious questions have exceptional lives because they're constantly in that inquiry, right? They're not looking for the right answer. They're just constantly in that that inquiry. So, um, Patrick, I will bring you out here in a little bit because Patrick asked a question about um, feeling worthy. And it's kind of like a bigger conversation that I think we need to hear from uh, from them. So I'm going to go to Jennifer. So Jennifer asks, since I was little, I felt I was seen as the little one that doesn't know what to do. My siblings are six and seven years older than me very successful in their professions, chemical engineer and accountant in finance that's helping the finances of Europe. And I feel like the hippie one healer that depends financially on her husband. So I read something really interesting today that personality, right? Personality comes from the word persona. When you look up the definition of the word persona in, uh, I believe Latin persona means mask. It's kind of wild to think about that personality comes from the word mask. So Jennifer, what I'd offer to you is this, what you just wrote there, you're feeling like the little one that doesn't matter. They're successful. I'm just the little old, you know, hippie me. That's just a mask that you put on. It's not the truth. Is it the truth? Are you just fixed that way? No, none of us are, right? We all have a choice. So even having the awareness to notice that you created that when you were really, really young, that's profound. Now, what you do with that information, that's going to be the game changer. Do you continue to buy into that this is the way I am? Just so we're clear, there is no way that you are. There is no way that I am. If you look back 10 years ago, are you, were you the same person that you are right now? Did you have the same beliefs? Did you have the same ideologies? Did you have the same thing? Like, no, it's impossible. 
we are an evolving species. Moment by moment, you're evolving. From the books that you've read to the interactions that you've had to the experiences that you've had, right? Like we are all constantly evolving. So what I would offer you is that you've played that role out. It's like a script to a movie, right? You got typecast and you've just been playing that out over and over and over and over and over. And now you're in a new game. And what you're realizing is that that persona, that mask isn't going to serve you here. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. That persona served you great for a long time. You're married, maybe you have kids, right? Like it's done great things for you. And now you have an opportunity to do something new. And that doing something new means that you get to shift who you are. You know, that famous line, I think people, you probably heard it. People say it here all the time. Like the things that got you here are not the things that are going to get you there. To think that over the last, gosh, what's it been now? Seven, seven plus years, right? Like seven and a half years. The amount of things that Guy and I have learned, both from a technical standpoint and more so from a internal understanding ourselves standpoint in that time, it's, it's astounding. The amount of identities we had to give up to be where we are today, it's crazy. Week by week. Week by, I mean, at this day, point. Day by day, by day, day, by day. Right? Yeah. hour by hour sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like, if you feel that you're this fixed thing, you're not a water bottle. You're just not. If I left this here for the next hundred years, it will look exactly the same. You are not this thing. Yep. You're not an object. Yeah. In fact, every organ in your body, every cell in your body, in, in a time span of seven years is completely, all, all the things in your body are new. Every day, hundreds of millions of cells are dying and regenerating in your body. So the only thing that's keeping that idea, that persona in place is you. You've trained everyone around you to believe that story. You've trained yourself to believe that story. So everyone just keeps feeding you back that story. When you start to make the shift and say, you know what? This doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to play this. And some people call it archetypes. Some people call it different personas. There's athletes that have routines that before they step up on the court or on the field, they literally morph into another being. The person that plays lights out is not the person that goes home. They have a persona that they put on to go onto that field. So I'm inviting you to just get curious about what would I look like? What would life look like if I were to give that up and just play something new? that's more empowering because that story I can tell you has already run its course and you know, the results that that story produces. And in this game, I feel like you just get to play with a new one. Well, well, so we'll end it there for now. Like I said, part two will be coming next Monday when we release the next podcast episode. I'd love to hear you from you guys, what you thought on this. It's an idea that Guy and I have actually been toying around with to possibly bring out individuals and do some one-on-one coaching with them. So for you, the listeners, you guys get a better sense of the kind of work that we do. And if you are, in fact, interested to take this work deeper, you should look at joining the collective. You could just head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective. We're still offering a 14-day free trial for you just to come check it out. And after that, it's 
bucks a month. That's less than most of your guys' coffees. So with that being said, go ahead to satoriprime.com forward slash collective. Come hang out with Guy and I and uh, get some live training with us. And hope you enjoyed this. Please let me know if you did at elon at satoriprime.com. And we'll see you on next week's show. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.